So welcome to another episode of The First Incision, a CMF podcast where we look at topics at the interface of faith and healthcare that affect our Christian lives in today's world. And I'm your host, Steve Fouch. Now, did you know that there are over 4,000 people in the UK in need of a kidney transplant at the moment? Kidney transplants were one of the first ever successful organ transplantation operations to be undertaken. And to this day, kidney transplants not only save but transform lives. The kidney is one of the few organs that can be transplanted relatively safely from a live donor. But for the majority of those on the waiting list for a new kidney, that wait will depend on someone else with a healthy pair of kidneys dying. And that wait can last years. So today I'm talking with Joseph Walsh, who has a story to tell about his own involvement with kidney transplantation and why he thinks that Christians literally have something life changing to give. Welcome, Joseph. Hi there. Uh, Joseph, can you tell us a little bit about yourself then and about your own experiences of how you got involved in, in the whole issue of um, kidney transplantation? Yeah, of course. So this all happened a couple of years ago when I was doing washing up and uh, I heard out of the blue on um, a Christian radio program an interview from someone who'd given a kidney to a stranger. And it just struck me straight away because I'd never realised that was something you could do. So I, I went and did some research and in the first few days I I'd kind of decided that this seems like something obvious to do because here am I with a spare kidney when I can live a perfectly healthy life with one. Uh, meanwhile, for someone else, uh, it could be life changing. It's like if I had two life jackets, uh, I, would, I would share one. So I, I, t I talked to people about it. I talked to my wife about it. She was uh, surprised, but really supportive. A lot of other friends and, and Christian friends struggle to understand it and it is still perceived to be quite an extreme thing to do which I totally understand yeah generally people my, my the people closest to me were supportive yeah I, I had to have all kinds of tests uh, everything you can imagine um, uh, x-rays scans MRIs I had to see a mental health professional to, to make sure I wasn't completely mm. crazy and I think the verdict's still out on that but but all the way up to the operation I had a, yeah. a a real sense of peace. Uh, the operation went well, and I heard back from my donor, uh, my recipient, sorry, uh, by by letter, and she said that she thanked God for for the organ. She said that it enabled her to play with her grandchildren again and had really restored it to health. And I enjoyed my recovery because uh, I had six weeks off work and I got <laughs> to spend that with my family. Uh, the NHS paid for <laughs> that time off, so I wasn't. Uh, didn't lose out in any way. Overall, I felt that God blessed me so much through the experience. Um, and I would say it's, it's true that it's better to give than receive. I, I thought it was a fantastic experience. Have you suffered any kind of symptoms or problems since that? Or have you been perfectly fine? Not at all. Um, in fact, I just started uh, roller skating. Um, I, when <laughs> I, after, after six weeks after the operation, I, I went to see my the surgeon and I did kind of I asked him because I wanted to double check, uh, is there anything I should do differently now? I've got one kidney and he said, don't smoke, uh, don't drink and don't, um, uh, don't you know, have an unhealthy weight. So I, <laughs> I didn't uh, change my lifestyle that much. Um, I, I live very much the same. And um, the, statistically, we know that someone with one kidney um, who's um, they're betted so well by the NHS beforehand um, that they actually have a statistically better uh, health long-term than the average population. They have less chance of getting kidney failure uh, long-term. 
Mm. Because uh, inevitably, the people that the, you, they select for the, this kind of operation are going to be fit, healthy, yes, and with no underlying conditions to be concerned about. So exactly, yeah. Um, the, the hospital um, are really hypersensitive about risk, really. So mm. they're not going to mm. let you go ahead if there's any question about your future health. Absolutely. So, can you explain a bit more about why? there is such a need for kidney donors that they are actually looking for live donors. Mm, absolutely. Uh, like you said uh, in the begin- at the beginning uh, of the podcast, there's about 4,000 people on the waiting list. Although coronavirus has really thrown uh, mm. the waiting list into chaos, I suppose, a lot of people have been taken off the waiting list actually because it w- would be risky at this during the pandemic to uh, give them a transplant. And I think things are starting to get back mm. to normal, but it's unclear currently what the exactly the need is ultimately though uh, there are many people who need a kidney uh, living uh, with kidney failure is uncomfortable and difficult uh, physically and emotionally uh, uh, an ordeal um, and people uh, people unfortunately they, they die whilst often whilst waiting for a kidney often there isn't an organ available quickly enough either from a deceased uh, donor or from a living donor uh, because many people don't have a friend or family member who is compatible or willing to give them a kidney. And so, there, you know, people wait on average two and a half to three years for a kidney. And that's a year longer for ethnic minorities, uh, mm. shockingly. Uh, and they compromise a, a large part of the waiting list. Is there a reason why people think that there's a lower rate of transplantation amongst people from ethnic minority backgrounds? I guess I don't know what the expert opinion is. Mm. I think you could speculate perhaps that the health of ethnic minorities, because um, um, there's various disadvantages uh, in life for them and health inequalities, um, mm. their maybe health won't be so good to begin with, more likely to get uh, kidney failure, also less likely to have someone healthy enough to uh, donate a kidney. Mm. Also less, um, I think it's true to say that there are certain ethnic minorities with objections kind of uh, cultural objections to kidney donation in the sense of less likely to be subscribed to uh, deceased organ donation so less mm. uh, compatible mm. kidneys through deceit that stream yeah. so I mean, it's, it's a complex issue there's not sort of easy answers to any of this for for anyone and of course the vast majority of um, live donors are i believe uh, blood relatives aren't they because they're more likely to have a, a close tissue match that's true yes which is obviously very important. So why do you think that Christians in particular have something to contribute in this area? Yeah. Because obviously well, this is something that affects the whole population and all sorts of different communities from all absolutely. sorts of different backgrounds. Yeah. So as I say, there's, there's this, this need and this shortfall for kidneys. Probably uh, I'm convicted that the best solution to this is an increase of altruistic kidney donations, uh, which is people giving kidneys to strangers. And I think Christians have a very unique stance on organ donation uh, on their bodies their relationship with society um, which means that I, i'm hopeful that they could really lead the way in in increasing numbers of altruistic kidney donations i guess for me i was struck as i reflected on the example of christ and his words we see christ as the role model for our behavior he is a man who submitted himself to suffering he ultimately uh, gave himself physically for us whilst we were strangers uh, so that we would be saved from death and, and brought to life. I think that's a powerful 
example of generosity and mm. you know, God says anyone who would follow me must take up their cross and and that's that was an influential verse for me also uh, another influential verse uh, that, that i reflected a lot on is ezekiel 36 verse 26 and um in it uh, god says um that i will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you i'll take away your uh, heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh and so actually amazingly christians um, they identify as organ recipients they've received a new heart from god um, God is the altruistic donor, not us really. Everything we have is given to us from God. And uh, just as much as we, we've received, we should uh, give as well. As we reflect on Christian history, you know, there's so many examples of people who have had that radically generous love for the stranger, for the poor, for the suffering. And uh, as I've uh, done my research, I've, I've discovered all kinds of Christians who have uh, from different denominations and different backgrounds uh, who have given a kidney to a stranger, often from medical backgrounds. Mm. And in, indeed, um, the first the first altruistic kidney donor in the UK was a lady called Kay Mason, and she was a Christian and a uh, former, uh, what do you call it, a, a nurse, a former nurse, yeah. So this is, this is not really a new idea at all, is it? The, the, getting Christians involved with altruistic kidney or organ donation um, in other forms as well i suppose it, this is yeah, something that's happened it's, before <clears throat> there's never been a concerted effort that i'm aware of to mm. raise awareness of altruistic kidney donation to the church there have been some really great campaigns like flesh and blood which were was a few years back which focused on blood donation and registering on the organ donor register mm. yes um but in, in i've i've set up faith and operation which is um my own effort to to target the church uh, about altruistic kidney donation um, and you know if we could change the culture if we could show that um, it's not an extreme or risky thing to do but actually a really effective way of doing good um, a great way to glorify god before uh, before our, our friends and family and our, the society around us I, I think there's a great opportunity uh, to to do good and to to glorify god through it so i i hope that more christians will consider it it certainly would require such a small uh, proportion of christians to give a kidney you know it's not for mm. everyone um, but if a few people did it you could literally end the waiting list um, which would be a fantastic achievement and a, probably a world first well i guess that is quite a challenge isn't it but obviously this is something that that everybody has to weigh up for themselves it's not something that we would want people to feel pressurized into it's really much very much for some, a, a calling that people have to prayerfully take to god and obviously go through all the medical processes that you've mentioned because obviously there are some risks attached to being a donor not significant ones but they are they're they're not there's not zero risk exactly yeah um there are risks and uh, they should be seriously considered and mm. certainly like i say it's not something that everyone should do People should pray about it and feel a sense of leading. They should mm. do their research thoroughly and know what they're getting into. And they should understand also that whilst this kind of thing usually goes well, that it also has the possibility to not, not go well in a few different ways. And that there's a risk. But I think uh, there is a kind of instinctual fear of this kind of operation, which means sometimes people don't, well, they don't even get to explore the statistics, the, the risk. Mm. It's more of an instinctual kind of fear, and they, and yeah. they consider it. So I'd, I'd encourage people to to think about it and look at the way up in a kind of strategic kind of way. 
yeah, I think it's kind of effective way of doing good. Um, yeah, and it's, I, I, it's I, about I, counting the cost, but but not being yeah. afraid of it either. Yeah, we, we as as Christians, we should um, we should embrace risk and careful, calculated risk. Um, like in the parable of the talents, God's entrusted us with with good things, and He expects us to invest them. And it doesn't mean burying it in the ground and presenting it back to Him. Um, we whether it's mm. our health. Uh, and our kidneys in particular, or just as a wider point in life, uh, we should use what we have to be radically generous. Yeah. So if, if someone felt, actually, this is something I, I feel quite challenged and inspired by, how, how could they, where could they go for, to find, sort of find the next steps in that process? What, what yeah. do you need to sort of start to do to get the ball rolling if this is something you think God might be leading you towards? Yeah. Well, I... I've created uh, my website, Faith in Operation, which I think is a really great resource, uh, particularly for anyone who wants to start and get a kind of a taste for what, what it's about, uh, what's the kind of facts of donation, the process, the risks, the potential benefits, things, things that people are totally unaware of, like someone giving a kidney to a stranger can enable a chain of operation operations so that actually multiple people receive a kidney. Mm. Uh, there's all kinds of amazing things like that. Uh, I'd encourage people to look at, yeah, my website. Um, and there's also other fantastic, uh, great resources online, like at the Give a Kidney we- website, which is giveakidney.org, or indeed the NHS materials on it. Um, and you can generally find those uh, within a Google search. Yes. And you've got a links to quite a number of these these resources as well on your own website. Is that that's correct? That's correct yeah. Yes. Um, um, what I'm trying to do on my website is just create kind of create an introduction to it so that people can find out about it fairly quickly get the basics and then they if they want, are interested in looking at it further they can they can also sign up for the newsletter and share the kind of outreach video that we've that i've produced i should say um, so if, if they do want to check that out it's www.faithinoperation.co.uk that's great, and we'll put a link to that in the uh, in the show notes with this podcast as well, so you you can you can link to it quite easily from your phone or your laptop. Brilliant. So, Joe, anything else you want to say to encourage people, inspire, challenge? Yeah, I just encourage people to um, whatever it is that uh, God has blessed you with in life, um, mm. whether it's good health or money, material things, whether it's a passion for X, Y, or Z. Uh, everything we have ultimately is a gift from God. I also think our kidneys are a gift from God. He had the good sense to give us two, so that means we've got um, we've got a spare. And I'd encourage people just to use everything they have for God's glory. If you can uh, share a spare, then do do check it out. It, it was a great experience for me, and I uh, hope that the church can really uh, make itself known for radical generosity. Joe, thank you very much for talking today. I think that gives us all something to go away and think about, whether it's kidney donation or other ways in which we can use our bodies to serve and glorify God. Um, So you've been listening to The First Incision. It's a podcast from the Christian Medical Fellowship. Uh, You can watch out for our next episode, which will be coming out in two weeks' time, Friday afternoon at 5 p.m. British summertime. Uh, In the meantime, if you have enjoyed this edition, do subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or whatever uh, podcasting app you prefer. And if you can, do take a couple of minutes out just to rate us and write a review. It really does uh, help us to be discovered by other people. 